Taco Brothers Podcast. Where two brothers from another mother come together to talk about what's going on in urban pop culture, sports, music, health, and real issues that face our community. These people here, what they do, they for real. All straight with no chaser and a splash of comedy. <laughs> Very funny. This is Talk, Talk, Talk of Brothers Podcast. Let's get this thing going. And now your hosts, Gody and Smash. What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Go D. And it's your boy, Smash, coming at ya. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Talk of Brothers Podcast. Smash, my dude, what's going on with you, bro? What's happening? Man, just glad to be back. I was in your uh, home state uh, a couple days ago out in Louisiana, man. I almost had the little trip from hell, plane, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> You was so you was in what you say you was in Shreveport, right? Yeah, I was in Shreveport, man. You know, I love I love my 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 state, I love my city, but Shreveport is almost like that, da- like Texas, bro. So they Northern Louisiana is totally different from Southern Louisiana, as I was finding out. But you know, I, I was scared because I was walking <laughs> everywhere I went. You know, I had uh, my Falcons on. I was scared I was gonna get uh, jumped by some you know some salty ass Saints fans, but. There's no Saints fans up there. I, 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 I kind of noticed. <laughs> you, see, you saw you saw more Cowboy fans than you saw Saints fans up there, probably. Yeah, and that was even worse. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent worse. <laughs> but no, man, I, I went I went to the uh, went to the airport right checking but in. But what be would be worse though is if there were Falcon fans, that would be worse. Nah, ain't, that's the best <laughs> team on earth. As you were, <laughs> continue on. Best team on earth, but uh, no, nah, I was. I went to the um, check in from a from a flight and whatever. Got up there and they were like, "You ain't got no, you don't have no tickets. You, we don't see you in the system." I was like, "What you mean?" Like, I had my itinerary printed out because at work we use a certain system, so I had everything right. And you know, I called back to work trying to figure out what's going on. And then the girl told me, because uh, I was flying American Airlines, which I would never, ever do again. And the uh, girl told me, she was like, oh, um, American Airlines canceled your tickets. And I was like, what you mean they canceled? For some reason, American Airlines went in the system and canceled my flight, dog. And then going to tell me that um, they don't have no more seats on the plane. I need to go to Delta. <laughs> no, hey, wait, 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 wait. Not only did you have to get out, but you had to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, it was a it was a little older lady, a little older than me. I started looking at her uh, name tag, trying to make sure we ain't dated something back in the day. I'm like, damn, did, did you see my name and just be like, oh, I remember him from eighth grade or something? Like, right, right, right. So you had to. I mean, I usually they'll go, they'll say something like. Uh, we 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 cancel your flight in error, and we'll do all we can all we can do to get you back on the next flight. <laughs> they tell you, look at homie, your flight canceled. They told me it's canceled. You, <laughs> you ain't gotta go home, but you gotta get the hell away from us. <laughs> go catch, go catch Delta. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know it almost felt like they called their boy down the street. Hey, yo, Delta, yeah. can you hook him up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, so you know, so you I'm was pissed. Thirty-eight hot. So 38. that was the that was just the the beginning of the trip, right? Oh, that was the beginning, dog. <laughs> so a sign to come, right? I was flying from KC to Dallas and then the Shreveport, right? But because they switched my flight, I had to fly from KC to Charlotte, North Carolina, 
to Shreveport. So I only went all the way down south just to come back west. I'm like, man. And then my flight just kept getting bumped and bumped and bumped. I was supposed to get in about uh, 4 o'clock, 4 or 5 o'clock that day. And we had a little bad weather, so I didn't get in till midnight. And while I'm while I'm waiting for my last flight to connect, this one lady from Shreveport, man, we were going. It was uh, North Charlotte. How you how you know she was from Shreveport? Oh, that, that's what I'm about to get to. Oh, okay. So I'm sitting there, right? I'm I'm waiting to get in line from um from Charlotte to catch the uh catch Charlotte to Shreveport connection. And out of nowhere, this lady just starts talking to me. You know, by this time, I'm, I'm irritated. I'm just ready to get to the room, get where I need to go. And she just started talking. And she like, child, I've been up all day. I missed my flight. I mean, she just talking, talking, talking. I mean, she talked to me for five minutes straight without even me saying a word. And then I was like, well, how you miss your flight? Were you late to the airport? And that's what I should have. I shouldn't have said nothing. I should have stopped you, the conversation. You opened the conversation. You opened <laughs> yeah. that conversation door. Yeah. And couldn't get it back closed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was mad at myself. I was like, damn. And she said, she said, well, I was, no, she said, I wasn't late to the airport. I had checked in on time and everything, but I had stopped to have me some coffee and I was talking. And I said, you don't say. She was talking in the airport, drinking coffee, and missed her flight because she was You're talking. You're cold blooded dude, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell that woman you don't say in her face. Hey man, I, I was tired, bro. I was, but I was still, you know, what I'm saying I was still nice. I was still nice. But That's funny. This lady giving me the whole runaround about how she missed her flight, and then tell she she talking to me. She talking to me. She's like, now I'm about to tell you this. Don't think I'm trying to push up on you. And I was like, look, I ain't even think that way. But go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead with your story. <laughs> she said, when I get home, I'm breaking up with my boyfriend. We've been dating for four years and he think he's slick. You know, we both we both business professionals. And when he go out of town, he don't never pick up his phone. But every time I call him when he in town at four o'clock, he pick up his phone. But when he go on that business trip at four o'clock, he always tell me, oh, I was asleep. She's like, I know what he doing. I know he been cheating on me. And I'm like, well, why is you still with him? She's like, well, I ain't going to be after tonight. I was like, man, I done heard this lady whole story. Hey, and I'm going to tell you, the only thing in my head was like, damn, I hope I don't have to sit next to her on this plane. <laughs> right? Give me the crying baby before <laughs> I had to sit next to this woman. <laughs> so you know what I did? I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry. Oh, I hope y'all work it out, whatever. She's like, we ain't going to work I said, hey, um. I said, you went to Delta. No. Nah. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> I said, hey, uh, by the way, uh. What seat you sitting in? Because <laughs> I just wanted to make sure she would, and she she showed me her ticket. I was like, oh yeah, I'm about five seats up. So man, would love to finish this conversation, but got to go. See ya. <laughs> but man, it was it was just I was just like, man, this got to be the trip from hell because I couldn't get. I, I thought I was never gonna get the Shreveport. And then when I met this lady, I was just like, man, I don't care if I don't make it to Shreveport now. I can take my butt back home as long as I don't got to hear her. It was crazy, man. But the, but uh, it was a um, silver lining and all that. On my trip to uh, Shreveport, they uh, bumped me up to first class. So. Oh, so you walking there like George Jefferson. You was balling. Yep. <laughs> but I'm still going to write a little nasty email to American telling them I ain't never riding. Oh. 
Pride no McGee. doubt. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. You got to do that to see what you come up with. You cancel my ticket and tell me to you go know? to Delta. And, and, and you got a reference in there as you write in between, you know, like every every third, fourth sentence, you got you to subliminally talk about free flight. <laughs> <laughs> free flight. Yeah, this calls right. for free flight. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to put that in there. You, you got to, because you got to, you know, you got to shoot for the stars and land on the moon, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say, man. That's what they say. So what's been up with you, homie? Man, man, you've been ghost for a minute, too. Man, I, I had to take off, I had to brush off my coach's hat and my coach's whistle because these cats were, uh, you know, I set out this season uh, trying to focus on, you know, fam and, and you know, do the podcast thing. And, no doubt. You know, the the football community was talking, talking noise. So <laughs> uh, we had a, there's a big tournament here in, 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 in Texas um, where all the all-stars from all across the state and out of Louisiana, New Mexico, Arkansas, just the region. They come in and we, they have a big tournament for the weekend, right? Okay. <clears throat> so I was tasked with being the defensive coordinator for the 10U team. So, and, um, you know, I, I guess if you don't have haters, you don't have congratulators. They just go hand in hand, you know what I'm saying? So it was good. They didn't think, we took a, a group of kids that, that uh, they didn't think that could could compete at that level and we wound up taking second out of 14 teams on that weekend so the whole state of Texas and the region was like really shocked to see us take a 10U team which didn't have we didn't have all the all the greatest talent from the south side of of Houston so so wait a minute you you came back off the bench off the bench and took the team to the uh to compete complete and end up being number two overall Overall, yeah. Damn, that's that's awesome, homie. Yeah, I had to, you know, I had to show them that, you know, I had, you have you have your your your, your friends and your, your people that are around you, like, man, you can't do it, you can't take that team, because <laughs> I originally wasn't supposed to coach the team. Okay. It was somebody else, uh, the people that was supposed to coach the team bowed out because I I didn't want to do it, but then the head coach wound up calling me and, and persuaded me to come do it. You know, he wanted to want me to help him out, so I was like, you know, problem, man. Even it, it went to went into it with no expectations. I didn't care whether we finished first or last. I just wanted to get out there and just work with the kids and and let's see what happened, you know. But once I got with them, you know, that that competitive juice to start to flowing, man. You like, you know what, I'm here. I <laughs> yeah. might as well do the best that I could do, right? So that that was great, man. It was, it was a good time. I got to, you know, re- reunite with some guys from across the state that I, you know, that I've known and uh, got to meet some great parents and, and work with some great kids that a group of kids, like I said, the group of kids were, they weren't, all the best of all stars, but um, they were willing and bought into what we were trying to accomplish, and we had a good time, man. It was a, it was a great weekend, but uh, that's what's up. Yeah, and then it was over. I was like, dang. <laughs> so, so <laughs> that's uh, it. <laughs> are you gonna go back to the bench, or are you are you back coaching now? Nah, I'm see. The bug has bit, man. You know mm-hmm. I am about. You know I am about this football, man. You know that's. I bleed. I bleed football. So, I was tasked again Uh-oh. to to coach this spring team. So I'm gonna coach this spring team for the next eight weeks, man, and and we'll see how it go. You know how that. You know how that turns <laughs> out. All stars yep. to spring to fall. But I enjoyed my man. I enjoyed fall, bro. I enjoyed you know waking up on Saturday mornings. 
um, not having anything to do, going to the kids' practices and, and just being involved with them while they, you know, pursue their dreams in football and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. It's just I missed it, man. It just the it's just the chase. It's just me versus you, the chest of it all. Yeah. That's what I miss, man. And really trying to take the kids and and really um molding kids and letting them getting them to believe in what you see in them that they don't see and getting them to believe in and really turning around and making making something happen out of it. Exactly. So that's that's what I missed about it, about all of it. But it was good to rub it in their face. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound but, like you were the uh, black Urban Mark. Yeah, man. I, I took some I, time I, off and then came back. Yeah, it was it was refreshing, bro. I, I was like I was like really energized to do it. So it was like I'm all in this thing. But we we ran across the the, the 85 Chicago Bears in the championship game. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was nothing that we could do to stop these kids. Um, but shoot, you know, to finish second out of out of uh, 14 teams from around the, from around the region was that's, that's pretty impressive. Oh, that's, that's big, man. Them kids remember that the rest of them life. The rest yeah, of their life. Is- I've made some really good friends. I met some really good parents that I know that will be friends for a long time. Um, so it was that's that was that's what I've been up to, man. And that was like a month worth of practices and culminated to to those games. So it was it was awesome, bro. I enjoyed myself. Man, that's what's up. I wish I could get back into coaching, man. But we'll see. So what's up with you, man? We, we you, you said you told me, listen, we're not gonna script anything tonight. We're gonna just press record and let's see where the night takes us. So here we are. What you got, man? I was just so on this on this trip from hell. Uh-huh. It it just sparked some unknown questions as I was flying through the nightly sky. So oh, I'm just gonna throw some questions out there and just get Russian. your get your opinion. Rushing up the cobwebs of your mind. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is a scary thought. <laughs> Some, sometimes you be in those deep thoughts, and then, you know, in first class, you know, alcohol is free. So, you know. Oh, I'm about to see that's my next question. <laughs> that's, you know, that was my next question. <laughs> was inebriation part of this thinking process? <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't inebriated, but let's just say, you know what I'm saying, between the flight. And the alcohol and some sleep, I was feeling there, good. There was some bees buzzing, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know, <laughs> you always gotta you gotta kick the generator sometime to get it going. But once it gets going, it's good. <laughs> so you was using your head for more than the hat rack. Most of the time, most of the time. <laughs> so, and this this is just one that hit me off the top from um from the uh, lady the lady talking to me. So I'm gonna go back to her. I got like two questions that came from her. When, that I thought about when I was talking to her. So, when I told you when she when she first approached me, or when we were first talking, she was like, "I'm not trying to hit on you." And then she told the story, right? So, my question to you and to everybody that's listening: Can you know? Can the can we not as the opposite? You know, opposite sex. Can the opposite uh-huh. sex have a conversation without? it meaning that I'm trying to hit on you. So if you meet somebody new, can you just talk to that female without her thinking that you have ill intentions or vice versa? I wouldn't call it ill intentions. You would Not call ill it intentions, but like, you you know what I'm saying? You're a married man. That you attracted to her. That it would turn into attraction. Yeah, like right? you just can't talk to her because she's right there. Like you can talk, like if you talk to a dude, like if I was right there beside you and you started talking to me, nobody would think anything of it. But if you turn to a girl that's on your right and start talking to her, you know what I'm saying? People will be like, oh, is he trying to holler at her? You know what I'm saying? So can we not have a conversation with the opposite sex without it meaning anything other than that conversation? 
Yeah, I mean, you can. You can. But I, I, let me tell you something. I have a homeboy, and his theory is he's a single dude. <laughs> uh, I won't say his name, but he's ha- he has a theory of if he's talking to a woman and she touches him, that means she likes him. Right, so he goes straight for the kill at that point. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so I, I've heard something like that. I've heard something like, if you talking to her and she look you in your, if she look you in your eyes, she wants you. I was like, where's this nonsense come from? Man? <laughs> See, that was even far fetched that she touching me scenario. <laughs> but no, I, I think I, I don't know. It, it has to be. It's a double edged sword, I guess. I would say okay. either. You know, because first thing when you meet somebody, you know, it's always a physical attraction. You know, whether you married or single, whatever the case may be, if the woman's attractive, she's attractive, right? If you're a man and you like women, that person is going to be attractive, right? right? Would you would you actually sit down and try to hold a conversation with a gargoyle with a big old hump on their back? I mean, probably not, you know, unless you're just trying to ask where you get that hump from. <laughs> I'm, I'm a nice person, man. I'm going to have a conversation with anybody. You never know, but <laughs> you, you, you get what I'm saying, right? No, I get what you're saying, man. But yeah, you can have a conversation with a, with a, with the opposite sex without, without it being, um, leading towards some physical encounter or, or letting them know that, Hey, that I, I'm digging you on that level. I think you can, you may never know. It might be business wise. They may have something that be a business card or something that, that drew your attention and be like, hey, you know, what kind of business you're in? So I, I think you can. You don't think so? No, I mean, actually, I do agree with you on that because, like, I've, but I've had to make that PSA to women before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, in a, especially like in a business environment or whatever, you, you talk to them and it's like, look, I'm not trying to hit on you. I'm just having a conversation. And because I think a lot of women, like, when I talk to, uh, women that I know that are single or you know dating they tell me or you hear their stories and the way that they say men are I'm like man that's only in TV men don't think like that men don't think that if I take you out to dinner we gotta have sex but men really do think like that I didn't think like that but you know what I mean it's just yes, like she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> so it's just yes, she I was I just mean, thinking like what yes, made her did. say that though if if it's if you're going out with a woman, I mean, Uh-oh, here we go. If you're going out with a woman, and how can I say this without sounding like, oh, hold on, hold on, grab that shovel behind. You. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let me grab these rails and hold on so I fall in. <laughs> if you're dating a woman and you're physically attracted to the woman of course that's crossing a man's mind that's probably crossing a woman's mind and if you're the conversation is stimulating conversation then that's just showing compatibility which heightens that that want for physical attraction right, right, am, right. I on, am i am i on to something here <laughs> you working you you ain't in the so, hole yet. so yeah man if i if i take a woman out to dinner and i don't know man i i, I don't think I don't know. It would have to be a conversation led up to that. Well, you know, you conversating about, and eventually the conversation leads down to um, some type of sexual conversation between you and a woman that you're talking to. And I don't know. In my days, that was already <laughs> that was already known. You know what I'm saying? That was already pre-game before we even got to the dinner. You know what I'm saying? What the expectations were. We went out to dinner and whatever. It may it may end up to being. A, a, a physical sexual encounter, or it just may be end up to be a dinner because that's what was understood, you know. You know, but you know how it goes: it's first date, second date, third date, whatever your 
milestone is for being physical with the opposite sex, then that's where it is in that in that that relationship, I would guess. But I don't know, man. You 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 think about if you spend a hundred and fifty dollar meal, I at least deserve a kiss. <laughs> well, first of all, I ain't spending one hundred fifty dollars. But you, like, you never know. You know. I'd be like, hey, look, I can come cook for you for less than yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm kind of jealous because these boys got Netflix and chill now. Like, yeah, man. I know, right? <laughs> you know, and I shoot. Hey, we had to go to Blockbuster, and the yeah. movie was out. Right, <laughs> it was checked out. Oh man, the one we wanted to see but, gone. Yeah, so it's like shoot. And for those who don't know what Blockbuster are. Um, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> that was our Netflix and chill. Yeah, it was our Netflix and chill. But shoot, so yeah, I don't. I think you could. I think you could. All jokes aside. So the sec- the second one with this lady that um, sparked something with me was, like I said, she was talking about a boyfriend who she knew was cheating. Was she? He was actually a little bit more context. He was actually cheating on her with his ex girl. So, but she knew. And I was like, well, is he really cheating if you know? But anyway, the question that came up to me with that that I wanted to ask is like, what is your threshold where you, before you get like fed up where you're like, I'm done? Like, how many times can the person you with cheat on you or you suspect or kind of know they cheating before you just like, I'm out the door? And now this will, this probably will dig a hole. So, <laughs> um, you can't plead the fifth now. Nah, I'm not gonna plead the fifth, man, because I want to talk about this. This is some good stuff. Um, choose my words wisely here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I've had this conversation with my wife, and and I'm a firm believer, not because I'm a male. I'm a firm believer that people do make mistakes. People do. Um, when those endorphins start to flow in, you, you start to make, when you start thinking as they would say, you stop thinking with the, with the big head and start thinking with the little head. Yeah. Um, mistakes do happen. Now, if you a habitual line stepper, then yeah, you pull the cord, you know, but if, if, and it's, it really depends on how you, how you can tolerate come, come back. And I, and I always ask the question, if you cheated, could you come back from it if you were on if the shoe was on the other foot? Could you accept your wife back or your significant other back if they cheated? Right? Right. Um, me personally, if it was a mistake, it would it, it would take a lot out of me to to take her back, but I would. I mean, we got so much investment in each right. other. You know what I'm saying? We got kids, we have um, a, a life that we built together so I would do it and I would suspect that she would do it too she would be probably highly pissed at me and I would probably be on the couch for a while but um, we've come to the conclusion that if it's a if it's truly a mistake then you fight for what you love for what you, what you love but if it's a habitual action of every time you turn around you're, you're cheating then yeah you gotta you know break them chains and let them go um, but yeah, I mean, it's it'll be hard. It, hard. It'll be it'll be definitely hard. But if you love that person, man, you do anything for what you love. I mean, just think about if would you love your kid less if they said that they if you found out they were a criminal, they broke the law and they were going to prison. Would you love them less if they came out the closet and said that they were 
um, they were gay, would you love them any less? I mean, if you love, if you truly love something or someone, you you'll find it within self to um, to come to grips with. I, I I agree with you there. Like 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 you, I've had this conversation with my wife. Unfortunately, my wife is like uh, NCAA basketball. Yeah. One and done. done. <laughs> <laughs> Mess up one time. I'm done. Said, but she says that, man. She says that, and and, it, and my wife has that stance too. But I know, you know, she'll, you know, that conversation has come up a thousand times. Like this is not like we've been married over 14 years, and we've had to probably had that conversation at least um, semi annually every year, uh, just to reassess the situation. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> But I know that deep down inside, she would, you know, she would forgive me because she's that type of person. She would forgive me, but she's not going to stand. She's not going to be no fool. Now, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't be able to um, walk that walk again and then to get away with it. Hell no. no but doubt. not that I mean, not that I'm even trying to do go down that route. That's just a can of worms. I don't even want to open. It. Oh, but I think everyone should, if you truly love it and you truly want to keep it, and you you really want to make it work, and the, the other person that committed the action is truly remorseful for their actions, then yes, you know everybody deserves a second chance, no matter yeah. what it is. And and I say the same thing. I, I said I said my wife was to step out. I would take her back. Like you said, it it'll, it'll be hurtful, but I take her back. And then you know what I'm saying. I'm even open to going to counseling and all that stuff. Exactly. But like exactly. you said, if you love somebody, you can't just walk away like that. And you got 14. I got 20 years invested. I'm not trying to just leave that alone because honestly like I tell my wife I ain't trying to learn nobody's new shit so <laughs> you know what I'm saying like amen to that brother amen to that <laughs> on top I love her but I'm just saying like I'm not trying to learn anything but I know I'm used to your crazy I got it I'm good right you know what I mean right. so I accept your craziness you accept mine right so but that that was quick and I, I want to see what uh you know I'd like to see what the listeners have for that now this one right here because I remember not too long ago uh-huh. we did we did a podcast and you said you were running the HR and telling it well I tell it for sure so this is what I got for you and this came from uh listening just listening to something but um let's let's say okay so I'm, I'm gonna say it and you know we can say it on the show but i'm just saying it like this for everybody but if you use the n-word on this podcast or while you're doing an, another podcast and you're somebody from your work hears you use the n-word and they report you to hr do you think you should be reprimanded for that how would you feel if they told you because you use the word nigga on your podcast or on somebody's podcast or whatever, you are now going to be reprimanded. Reprimanded. I'm sorry. Um, shouts out to my girl Crystal Clear because I, I, I had to, I didn't invite you to my pod anyway, right? So if you probably stumbled upon it and you heard it, then that's your problem. Now, if you take me to HR because you were offended by something that I didn't invite you to, that's like me inviting you to a party, right? And the party gets out of hand and you felt some kind of way about the party. Well, you weren't invited. Who told you to show up? <laughs> right? Who, who told you to come? You decide to come, right? So, therefore, you got to accept whatever you found when you showed up. So, nah, I don't think you should take, I don't think it should go to HR. Now, 
one thing for sure now that's a that's a hot topic that's really that's burning because a lot of people are getting in trouble with with social media mm-hmm. and the, and their job um social media is kind of different than i think as because it, it's it's a free it's a free you know if, if i'm sitting here and i'm selling drugs and, and it's like hey Meet me at such and such, such and such on the pod. I got all the drugs that you what you ever want to take. <laughs> right. That's different, right? But if I say that, if I say nigga on, on on my pod, then that's just what it is. You know, it, it's 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 what it is. Now, if you feel offended, then just press cut it off and and go find something else to do. But nah, I don't think it should. I mean, I wouldn't run the HR for that. And then, you know, I'll go to HR, no doubt. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, you might have one of your little sneaky co-workers out there be like, like you said, stumbled onto the pot and they'd be like, oh. They look- probably they probably look at me differently at work. But, you know, it is what it is. And see, I, I think I would be different because I would go into, if, if I got called in the HR or whatever and they said, uh, you know, we've been told that you use the N-word or nigga on the podcast or whatever, social media or whatever, I'd be like, uh, I'm black. But that, that ain't gonna hold water. I know that ain't gonna hold water. They're gonna be like, oh, you can't use that word. So I'm gonna be like, um, then that's when I'm gonna come, I'm gonna turn into woke brother. You know what I'm saying? My brother. Right. That big afro gonna grow. <laughs> yeah. That cheeky gonna come out. <laughs> yeah. I might even kneel on my knee while I'm talking right. to him. Right. <laughs> it's like my people have been oppressed for 400 years. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I grew up with this word from my mama. My mama called me that. You'll be like Alan Iverson. We talk, we're not talking about work. We're talking about a podcast. Not work, but a, a podcast. podcast? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I, I just, I look at that, and I'm, I, I was thinking about that because, like I said, I, I heard somebody say that they was on a podcast, and a lot of stuff they were saying as far as the N, it was the N-word specifically. And they got turned into HR, and I was like, "Can did you they get rep- did they get reprimanded?" Yeah, so I guess the I guess the member held like held like a position in if you want to say the union or something of that sort at work. But that's different, though. <laughs> and then they got they got demoted because of that. That that's different. Though. Now that now that's different because oh, so there's a double standard, is what you're saying. Yeah, if if I'm in a position of power. Like if I'm just a subordinate, right? I mean, who cares? I mean, but if I'm in a position of power and people are, and I'm, I'm supposed to be held to some type of standard. Um, everybody's supposed to be held to some type of type of standard. But I'm not sitting here screaming out my job name, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying all these things and and referencing my job. This is brought to you by such and such and such, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But. So I don't I don't think it should be taken that form. Now, if you're in a position of power, then just like the Robert Kraft situation, right? Although that's the oldest profession in the world, and we understand he's 70 years old, we understand why he did it. Um, but now that you in you interject the the sex trafficking issue into it, then it becomes a bigger thing. So then when you're in a position of power and a position of leadership, then yes there probably should be some type of reprimand, you know, some type of reprimand to so, have. So you're saying, let me let me clarify, if you're uh-huh. a subordinate and you use the N-word, you're good. No, nah, the N-word is off the table. We're not even no, that's about what I'm N-word. talking about, though. I'm still talking nah, about the N-word. Nah, and, 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 and no, anybody. I mean, I don't care about, it's just a word, man. I mean, I can sit around here and say frog, 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 and you, 
everybody's seen this. Somebody, everybody's so sensitive nowadays that no matter what you say, if they, you know, they might like tadpoles and I like frogs, and they just get offended because I'm talking about frogs, not tadpoles. You know what I'm saying? So, so what did a white person say? Now nah, that's off. That's a, well, we, <laughs> no, that's other, another race. Another race. We, we know that's that's out of line. That's just <laughs> that's out of line. Yeah. You know, we we use the word we use the word nigga in a, a term of endearment. Okay. Right. They use it in a negative fashion. I, you know, it, it's just the way it always happens. But no, they're not supposed to say it. Now, if they say it, and again, if they say it and it's the show is based around the word nigga, then yeah, we got, some, we got a problem because we don't just base a show around it. You know what I'm saying? We, we may, it's going to say it, it's going to be said in the context of our conversation. Um, it's not, it's, we don't even say it in mixed company. You know what I'm saying? We know yeah. where to draw the line after saying it in mixed company. But, it's, that's a that's a sticky question right there because I don't know like I said I, I would think of somebody in a position of power yeah they would probably get reprimanded for it so I think they'd get fired and demoted now nah, you know suspension with no pay or something like that you know you, you saying any person like a black person or you just saying black person has the the green light black person got the green light you okay can say, okay you can you can put a neon light on it and, and yeah, I'm just trying to clear the world. Nah, nah, but if it's not, you know, it, but it's it's the same thing. If I'm running around and I'm I'm using a a word that that degrades them, right? If I say something like um, <laughs> excuse my friends, crack ass crack or something like that. If I say something like that, right. then that that's a that's a that's not a term of endearment. That's that's belittling belittling the person, being derogatory. Right, being derogatory, correct. So then that yeah, then we have issues. But if we're just if if it's me, you, and we on our pod, this is my space. You know, I don't invite everybody to my space. Now, if you stumble upon it, that's upon you to take a listen. Right. But um, you have the right to listen. You have the right to turn it off. You know, and that's just the way it is. But now I view social media. I, I view social media totally different than I would view this because. I don't know, but it, but I think it's the same thing. Would you think? Yeah, basically, basically, it is the same thing. So, because uh, my job, we have rules about social media because you have to be careful what you put out there, right? Right. And podcast is considered in there. They were like, if you if you gonna have some doubt about what you say or put on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, then you should have the same type of way about if you're doing a podcast. Yeah, I mean, if you grab, I mean, if I grab my company's um, human resource manual, whatever you want to call it, uh, employee handbook, there is a section on social media um, on how you, but it, it really tend, it really turned, it really speaks on um, belittling the company and and you being okay. how how you are portrayed right and and. In, in the light of others while representing the company because that's a, that's the norm now. You know what I'm saying? That's part of it. For it to make someone's, you know, employee handbook, you know, it's it's a touchy subject. It, yeah. It's a fine line that you have to walk. And I think we we I think we do a good job of walking that line. We are we both are conscious. Like right now, we would love the pod to have sponsors and all this kind of stuff, but um, we're still conscious that we do have a nine to five to go to at the end of the day. Yeah, you're right. So now this one, this one didn't even hit me on the plane ride. This one has been bugging me for the longest, man. And part partly because 
and honestly i tell you like i don't even really talk sports no more man because like i don't know like people piss me off and i try to stay away from negativity so you so you telling me your sports is is starting to fall in the category with sex and religion for you no no i'm i'm i was segueing oh to, to my next question oh okay my bad my bad that was a bad segue if you didn't catch it then. <laughs> <laughs> but this 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 leads me to my next question that's like it's just like pissing me off and most of it stems from social media but are we not allowed to have our own opinions anymore if you don't agree with the masses it seems like you're vilified and people just be like oh well, da, da, da. you know they just jump on you because you have your own opinion are we not allowed to have our own opinion anymore well you've known me for we've been friends for 20 plus years mm-hmm. and you know I love to play devil's advocate <laughs> whenever there's a conversation I'm always flipping over to even if I agree I'm always going to flip over to the other side right. just to see where they where they head at you know what I'm saying so now people are sensitive these days and you can't if, if, if nine times out of ten, if you don't fall in line to what the masses are agreeing with, then people seem to have a problem with it. But just like in business and anything else, you have to look at the other side to see where you're coming from and see if if what you're saying and your opinions, um, if it makes sense. Because a lot of times people start going on these rants and and start being opinionated, and it really doesn't hold any water. It really doesn't make any sense. So. I tend to always want to be the devil's advocate and, and look at it from both sides before I weigh my give my my two cents. You yeah. know? So and, and, and it's, but but you know sometimes you have that situation where I don't give a dang if I'm right or wrong. I'm exactly. right on this one. <laughs> and, and and that that that's when you to me like I don't care if I'm right or wrong. That opinion to me comes when when we're talking sports. If I say. Uh, you know FSU has produced the best DBs and you say LSU has produced the best running backs and we start having that argument conversation I know that no matter what I say you're going to believe what you believe so it's no need for me to try to like keep trying to get you to come over to my point when you trying you know what I'm saying like because you might believe another school has a better DB but I'm just saying, like, it just seems like nowadays you can't even have your own opinion, man. Like, and that's it bothers me because I'm like, dude, like I'm a free thinker. And right. I'm like, I'm like you. I'm a play devil's advocate with you because I like to listen to both sides or all sides because I know that my one way of thinking isn't the right way all the time. Like, no matter how much I believe that I'm 100 percent right all the time, I have to be open to listening to your opinion because you might open my uh, view to a different view I wasn't looking at. Now I'm like, oh man, that's 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 pretty awesome. That's awesome. And, and now, you know what I'm saying? Now you have swayed me to your side because I was open to listen to you. But a lot of these cool, and, and I'll give you an example. Um, I mean, it's 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 going to kind of, I guess it'll kind of demean what I'm saying right now, but in the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning when that, uh, your boy Jesse Smollett, hey, uh, said he was attacked everybody immediately said he was lying but i said let's wait till we get all the the context all the evidence and you know what i'm saying i'm gonna I'm a try to support the brother and be behind him until i hear the evidence not this i was saying he got beat up but i wasn't saying he didn't get beat up i just said let's wait for more evidence because what i've seen on social media everybody just jumps at the first thing 
you know, they're like, oh, he's guilty. He didn't get beat up. Da da da. And but I, I, I saw more support in the beginning than I, I, yeah, I saw more support. Um, because we tend to, and it's just us as black folk, we tend to just grasp on anything that's that's unjust. Mm-hmm. I've been treated unjustly, and and this is crazy. But you know, you and I off wax, you and I were like, man, this just don't seem right. This something, something is missing in this story, and and that's one reason why we had we never even touched it. Period, yeah. because it didn't, it just didn't seem right for me to even speak on it. It, it, it just I knew I was going to put my foot in my mouth if I took a side either way right so we just had to sit down and watch it play out yeah. and, but everybody doesn't have the ability ability to how what would you call to to be able to accept someone else's opinion and be able to rationalize that hey that person makes sense that that really makes sense and then it could kind of be you could kind of sway my opinion to your opinion or come to some equal agreement on, you know, yeah, partially you're right, partially you're wrong, or you're totally right, or you're totally wrong. Right. Um, that's not in everybody's DNA. That's not in everybody's character. You know, some people are just, this is the way it is, this is how we're going to do it. Right. I mean, one of the reasons why we did this pod, started this pod, was because we are, both of us are very opinionated, and we, we definitely like to um talk about stuff and and debate stuff but we're not to the point where like i can't stand the falcons you can't stand the saints <laughs> right yeah. but we know it it it, it causes for a healthy rivalry oh, right yeah. Yeah. and it makes for it makes for good banter back and forth between us but we know where to draw the line like we could be in the middle we could be <laughs> we could be in a, in, a, in a you know in a chinese takeout box in atlanta sitting there watching the game dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but <laughs> but and there's saints fan around us and there'll be falcon fans around us and a fight could break out and me me and you would, wouldn't even pick a side you know what I'm saying? We'll yeah. be like, hey, homie, watch my beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're not going to take a side, but that's just who we are. But some people just can't walk the media, the middle line. They always got to pick pick a side, left or right. You know, that's just the way people are. And then people are just, I don't know why we've become to be so sensitive as a society. Like everything, like I read an article and I put it in the group. I don't know if you read it or not. There is a group in New Orleans that wants the Zulu to remove the blackface. Yeah, I saw that. And you're reaching at this point, right? <laughs> you're reaching, right? Right. It, it holds no negative connotation, and it's blackface on black folks. And then we don't even, I, and I hadn't even looked at it as blackface just from a kid to now it's just being um war paint and and a costume i just but they put a negative they tried to put it turn it into a, something negative when it's really not anything negative right you, you're taking a celebration and now you're ruining a celebration it's like me saying okay i can't stand halloween and everybody need to remove their masks right mm, yeah. I, I feel some kind of way about you wearing a mask right i feel threatened by you wearing that mask but it's just a celebration it's just it's just what it is you know? no I, I feel you man like and that, and that that's all man i was just 
you know what I'm saying? I was I was arguing with somebody about sports and they were just so adamant about proving their point that they weren't even open in to hear mine. And I was like, I don't even want to talk to you anymore because it's not it's not that I want you to come to my side. I'm just like, dude, like we're we're having a you know a healthy conversation about right. sports. Right. Just I'm hearing your part, you hear my part. I, I'm expecting the oh you crazy, oh that's stupid. I'm expecting that because everybody had their own opinion. But like hear mine, let me hear yours, and then we move on, and then you know what I'm saying, like we go on to the next the next uh topic. Right. So it is what it is, but I, I just seen that a lot, man. A lot of people just won't let you have your own opinion, and those people that aren't strong enough to be, you know, blaze their own path, they gonna follow down that uh follow the other people and not gonna allow other people to have their opinion. So that's just something that was on my mind. And then so I got one more. This is my last one. All right. And this one, this one's kind of personal to me. And some people, when I when I ask you this question, you probably can relate it to uh, Monique and Steve. But this one is more personal to me because I have a little thing that I, I want to get like your opinion and the uh, listeners' opinion as well. But is money everything? Now, it's a good topic. Yeah. Because my wife and I have this conversation all the time. And one of our one of the things that we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that we talked about and in going into this, getting this far in our relationship was that we were not going to allow money to dictate how the relationship turns out. The long and short of it. No, money isn't everything, and that and that's that holds so true for me. Money, money isn't everything. I don't. Yes, I do. You know, I hustle. You know, I'm a hustle man. I got two, three jobs. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. I'm I'm definitely trying to make money, but it's not the driving force for me for what I'm doing. I want to be able to have extra money to do maybe my side investments and different things like that, or maybe the kids want something and and. And it's just not within the budget. So I need to go outside of the budget and pick up a second job or something to be able to to get some extra finances. But nothing is driving me. I'm not I'm not actively chasing a job to just because I want to make one hundred thousand dollars or two hundred thousand dollars or whatever I think my worth is. My and I've always said this and I always tell my kids this. My time is more valuable. Right. Than money itself. So I, I equate if I have free time to spend with my family and friends and, and do things other than and I'm still fine, I'm still can can meet my savings, right? I hit my savings goals, then I'm cool. Right. If I end up broke this month because I still put my savings away and I still had we had a little bit just to go to the movies, we might not be able to take that trip. But so I'm I'm fine with that. Um we debated this conversation. We've always had this, and this is still an ongoing conversation. Fourteen mm-hmm. years, fourteen years in, okay. is that um, she feels that Derek, you're not always chasing your work. You're worth so much more. You, you know so many things that you that you should be going chasing the ultimate cash prize. And I'm always telling her is as, and I've had the situation. I had I had situations where I had that job that was paying me. Um, paying me that that amount that I really that I really wanted but I was never home right mm-hmm. I was always on the road I was always doing this I was always doing that and, and family fell to the wayside 
And I'm a, I'm I love my family. I love my kids. And I always want to. I I remember growing up as a kid being that latchkey kid because my, my mom and my dad had to work to support us, not because they just did, they choose not to just be there. It, that's just what they had to do. So as going as going into my adulthood, I always wanted to be there. When the kids put that key in the door, I wanted to either be there or I'm like 30 minutes to an hour behind them, right? I wanted okay. to be able to go to their events and, and do the different things. And time is, t- my time is more valuable than money to me. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I agree with you 100%, man. I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm love rich. Like, right. My wife and my my daughters, man, they they love me to death. I couldn't ask for a better uh, family or better support system, if you want to say, because they love me to death. I'm not financially rich. I'm good, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not right. rich. Right. But um, I I was thinking about this because I have a homeboy that I grew up, grew up with, so I knew him longer than I know you. And me and him being boys, man, if if we back in the day. If we had five dollars, two fifty went in the tank, and the other two fifty would get us a slit malt liquor. You know what I'm saying? And we we'd be good with that, right? See, we wouldn't even be homeboys. <laughs> I decided we ain't drinking no slits, bro. We, we oh, talking no, about we, we had to get an eight ball rolling or something. No, nah, you got to drink the Billy D. We, we, you know what I'm saying? The, the Code Forty Five. Yeah, get slizzed. They don't know, <laughs> get don't know about slizzed. that slizzed. Nah, we, we we were we were we were eight ball guys, <laughs> but like. <laughs> So this was about man, this was this was maybe like maybe 2017, so about two years ago now. Let's just uh-huh. say. Let's say two years ago. He my my homeboy went on a trip with his wife. They just did a quick weekend getaway. He called me and said like he had forgot um he forgot his money, wallet, or whatever. And could I just wire him like a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars, whatever, two hundred to get through you know what I'm saying get through the, get through the weekend or whatever make pay for that and so I was like yeah man no problem you ain't even gotta ask so I went to do it and mind you wiring money costs you a little bit more you know what I'm saying you right. gotta add 40 50 dollars to it I need that back too <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying <laughs> but, <laughs> but ever since I wired him that money he called me afterwards and said thank you but ever since then I haven't heard from him he hadn't paid me back and I'm not worried about that. My thing is big worm, principalities in this thing. The principality. Yeah. I, <laughs> I I cherish the relationship that we have. Right. Way more than the money. Cause I tell people all the time, man, when I die, I can't take my money with me. Now I do have a plan that I'm working on to leave all my money to a charity that goes nowhere, just stays in limbo the whole time. So nobody can enjoy my so you, death and spend my money. So you're not leaving your boy nothing? Nah, ain't nobody gonna enjoy my money. Damn. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn. Nah, That's my cold. family, my family getting my money, but like I can't take it with me, man. And so why, right. why should I cherish something now on earth that I can't have with me in the afterlife? You know what I'm saying? So I look at it like this: like, am I should should I? I'm not being. I don't think I'm being petty because I haven't reached out to call him, and it's not. Part of me feels like. I shouldn't have to call him, and it's not about Cause the money. Because you, you know you owe me, right? Right. And it's so just you like I call me, bro. Like, right? I'm not even right. gonna ask you about the money. I just want to know how you doing. But you worse to you. Well, you you're we on the same page, man. I have a, a friend of mine. Um, 
The brother owe me eleven dollars and seventy five cents. <laughs> right? So you, you know I'm being <laughs> I got it down to the cents, right? Was it eleven dollars so, and seventy five cent, man. That's a that's a value meal, right? It, listen, listen, every dollar count. <laughs> every dollar count. And it, it's not about the money. I can care less about right. the money. But it's just the principle of the thing of if if I'm able to give it to you and we come to some terms and agreement and and you can't meet the terms of agreement, then what what else would you renege on? Right. You know, we can still be friends. He can still to this day. He still calls me and we chop it up. But I'm still thinking about my eleven dollars and seventy five cents that you refuse to pay me back. You know what I'm saying? And it's like we've been out. We've been met him at functions and events and he's oh, okay he's you know he bought a drink you know many times how many times we we sat around right we go do some stuff and, and you say um okay here's this costs 40 bucks i got you bro right and then we go somewhere else you're like man i know i owe you 20 so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna buy this right here and we're gonna be even right cool right. bet no doubt <laughs> yeah you know that scenario haven't even happened yet you know and it's not even about the money but it's just about or you have the integrity to know that that you owe me that you can give me what i owe back and shots out uh to bear brewer he had a skit where he was like, nah, man, nah, man. I, you know, I owe you 25 cents. I'm going to give you your 25 cents back because yep. I don't want no animosity between us, right? <laughs> and that's just, it seems petty and it seems minuscule, but it's just, look, if you say something and you're gonna, you want me to do something, then I'm going to hold my end. I, I just feel like you should hold up your end as well, you know? So I'm not going to break them. Nah, I'm not going to not be friends with right. you, but trust me, Finances will never be in the conversation ever again, you know. And I don't care how much it is. And that's how I am. I'm never gonna break a a, a friendship over money, cause like to me that's that's just something I grew up with. Don't you know what I'm saying? Don't break up a friendship over money. Like unless not, I'm not even gonna say unless. I mean like unless I come to you and I talk to you about it, like cause it I really needed that money. Like if I loan you ten thousand dollars, then yeah, something we gotta we gotta talk. But I always tell people, I'm not going to let you borrow what I am not willing to lose. Right. And that's the thing right there. Now, if we have a conversation, and there's been many times where somebody comes to me and they're in a bad situation. And I know that you financially don't have it to pay it back. And I'm stopping you at, at the stopping before you even say the word borrow because you can't borrow this because you don't have it to pay it back anyway. Now, what I will do if financially... If I'm in a position to to gift it to you, then I'm going to gift it to you and say, look, homie, don't even worry about it. I got you. You know what I'm saying? And then we'll move on from there because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm always willing to give because I I, I figure um, that I'll get it back tenfold over regardless because I'm always, you know, that's one of my biggest fears is I don't never want to be poor. I never want to be homeless. So right. I'm going to do anything and everything. <laughs> if I go collect cans and whatever, shine shoes, it's not above or it's not beneath me to do that to make sure that i have you know but but for some it, it doesn't play that way but yeah man i'm i'm, I'm with you 110 on that one man if, so, you, if you owe me give me mine back so should should i reach out to him and just holler at him see how he's doing some that, the that's, that's the, my the, question that i'm playing the, with the, and it's the not the about D, the money though yeah the d-boy me would be like hell yeah homie you owe me 
cut the check. And, and but, I'm not going to holler at him about the money. I just want to see how he's doing. But a part of me wants you to be like, hey, man, like, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to pay you back, but I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't about that. But I guess if I keep bringing it up, it must be about that. But I feel there's it, some it, type of way he hadn't reached out to me. Well, at the end of the day, you're not hurting behind it. No, I'm right? not hurting. I'm not hurting behind $11.75. You're not hurting behind a little $200. You're not hurting behind it. Now, had had that two, had I helped you out and that was my light bill money, yeah, homie, here's the call. <laughs> I, I need that back today, right, yeah. right now. You need to go pawn some stuff or whatever you got to do to get me my two my two bills back. Right. I need to get that. But I'm not hurting behind it, right? So then I... I just know how I just know how our friendship is at this point. Yeah. Because my I base my friendship on on being totally, you know, um, having integrity and, and being forthright within the relationship. You know, it, it, and it comes down to if you know that relationship financially, that relationship can't withstand because of finances, then we need not have that type of relationship. I just want to reach out to him, but I feel like I think what I feel like is because he owes me money. He should reach out to me just to see how I'm. It's it's almost like checking in. Like I'm not expecting the money, but I right. want you to be like, hey, bro, like we, you know, how's everything? How's the family doing? Da da da. Just let me know that you don't need me. Now, you, you don't, you're not my friend just because now, you need now, something. Here's the bigger question. Here's the bigger question. Has the relationship changed because of the two hundred dollars? Does he reach out? Is does he reach out the same? the same amount that he reached out before the $200. Has the conversations and, and the encounters between one another, has that changed because of the $200? No, that's, it, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, ever since I gave him that money, uh-huh. and he, he said, thank you. I haven't heard from him since he said, oh, thank yeah. you. Well, and that, that's that, what I'm saying. Like, he, I feel like he should be checking in on me because, well, but I feel like on. he's avoiding me because, come he, on, Smash. He let's, not be, let, let's, let's, let's not be green now. Let's not be green now. What you mean? You know, the brother didn't have it. At this point, you realize the brother didn't have it to pay it back anyway. Right. He just used that friendship to get that $200. So yeah. now, I, he, you know, that's my point. Like, I feel like he should contact me. Like, I'm not yeah, gonna be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two years I, past, it, man. Like I'm not gonna this, this relationship. This relationship is done. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you had you talking about he hadn't called you since to even check in, then yeah. you you know he knows that he owes that two hundred. So he's not trying to pay you that two hundred back because he's he's feeling some kind of he's shameful. He you know he, he can't pay you back. You know, yeah. and it, it would be even it would be even easier for him to call and say, hey man. My finances just didn't fall like I thought. And it's going to be some time before I give you that 200 back. That would even sit well with me. Yeah, bes- besides you just ignoring me totally and being like, because I would probably say, you know what, homie? No problem, man. Just just pay me back when you can pay me back. It's no big thing. You know what I'm saying? And then it'll be, you, you know me, we'll be at, <laughs> you know, we'll be at the steakhouse and you get ready to order the meal and I'll eat my $200 and I'll be like, wipe my mouth. Smash got it. <laughs> it's on you, Smash. I'm out, dude. Right? But <laughs> I'm gonna get it back. But for him to ignore you and not, you know, you're not calling him and he's not calling you. Nobody. The, the relationship has come to a standstill after mm. for over two hundred dollars. Then you know what it is, bro. He he don't want to pay you back. He don't have it to pay you back, or he just don't want to pay you back. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> In his Florida <laughs> Evans voice. <laughs> 
But yeah, we, man. Like like you say, D, we're getting a little long. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I guess I'll, I'll do what you normally do. Any any final words? <laughs> nah, I don't. I really don't. Have, I have. We we've, we've been doing interviews. It's just been a while, and this is one of the randomish episodes that we usually get into. We, as you would say, checking in on each other and just you know having some some idle banter going down. I think the listeners would enjoy to hear the the. The, the the depths of our mind and how we think and <laughs> what we feel about random stuff. Right. And I really thank those that listen to us and, and critique us and give us good feedback on what we're doing. And, and I appreciate you, my brother, as always. And if you loan <laughs> yeah. me some money, I will <laughs> try to pay you back. <laughs> he said try. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I, I, I appreciate it, though, bro. Like, like I, I always, man, I love sitting down with my brother, like, I know, like, for D, for both of us, we, we trying to push this podcast, but, like, it's just another avenue for me to get to sit down and talk to my brother, man, and get that advice and make sure I'm I'm going down the path I should be going because sometimes, you know, that, that voice in my head take me to the left, but then yeah. D will bring me back right, and I'll be like, all right, bro, you right, you right. And vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> but this this uh podcast has been a, a outlet for us and uh I, I, I will go back again to like you said, Crystal Clear. We shouted her out twice. She said it's like therapy. So it is like therapy for me. And um but you know, getting off of that, I would like to say just a quick shout out to the uh what was it, Spike Lee and Regina King who won at the uh Oscars. Yeah, oh, I mean, was it the Oscars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, the lady, I, I, sorry, I can't, I don't know her name, but she won uh, Best Costume uh, Director or whatever for the Black Panther. So shout out to them, man. Big, uh, Black excellence is in effect. And yeah, we got, on listening. We, we got a shout out, though. And I don't want to smash the brother's name, but Mahashala Ali for Green Book, um, winning Best Supporting Actor and, and, and Green Book winning um, best movie of the year that was that was huge you know we don't really um, use these awards as validation but we thank you anyway you know yeah. so we definitely want to say black and you know big ups to, to black and excellent and, definitely. and I got a did you know because I, I can't say his name but so I'm just going to continue with what you seen did you know he played for St. Mary's basketball Nah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know that. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna look for the clip again. I'll, send, I'm gonna post it so you'll see that he was out there. He probably was in one was of he, our. Uh, final was he a good hooper? Yeah, he looked like he was pretty good, bro. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna put it out there so y'all can see. Like the brother, the brother got range, man. Yeah, I, I like. I mean, that was, and I, and I only bring that up, bro, because that was one of those. That was one of those movies that really intrigued me because it was the driving Miss Daisy in reverse. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's what really intrigued me about it. And then to find out that it was really a true story, that made it even um, that more profound to see that it's that it's being recognized. And and it could because it could have been swept underneath the rug, but it was really a dope um, concept. And, and realizing that the concept was really a true story, so um, big shots out to to Mr. Ali. I won't smash it first. I got it right the first time. I'm not gonna try it again. So <laughs> big big shots out to those. Um yeah man but uh, other than that man just y'all keep listening man y'all keep supporting and and um we thank y'all. So with that being said, much love. We out. Peace.
We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down and through. 